Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 2, episode 20? 21. 21? Was <laughs> it 21? Pretty sure it's 21. Pretty sure it's 21, okay. Uh, that is, okay, start, starting off the uh, first Trek that we're recording. Actually, no, it's not the first of the year, is it? We did one. We did one last uh, week, yeah. The first, yeah. I mean, yeah. see, clearly... This, this is awful. Uh, this is just, I'm just, if I'm going to crash and burn, I'm going to do it all the way off the cliff. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is called Patterns of Force. Uh, so, spoilers for the episode, as always. And, uh... This one is a bit notorious. I mean, I, I don't know if it's notorious in reputation, but I feel it's notorious after watching it. <laughs> I'm assuming it's notorious. It should be notorious. <laughs> uh, so the plot of this one is that Kirk, Spock, and of course the Enterprise as a whole, uh, head to this this planet where there's like a neighbouring planet, there's two planets, uh, Zeon and Ecos. And this other Starfleet officer years ago went to Ecos to sort of be a... Not a diplomat, but like a cultural advisor, cultural overseer, cultural uh, observer. Observer, yeah, like you know, some, some you know, typical Starfleet kind of thing. No, no, no interfering too much, just there to observe see, and see how they're doing. Yeah, and when they get to the planet, they find out <laughs> that this Starfleet officer has turned this planet into a new version of Nazi Germany. And there's Nazis running around, and they're treating the people from the other planet. This is uh, Ecos. They're treating the, the Zeonians. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, Zeonian. Yeah, that's what they say here. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds weird. Uh, but yeah. they're treating the Zeonians as like Jewish people, basically, from Nazi Germany. Yeah, there's no getting around it, is there? This, that... is the, this is the least subtle Star Trek episode ever. That is what this is. Um... I'm fairly certain the reason why this episode exists, and this probably goes for a few episodes, it probably goes for uh, the gangster one as well, thinking about it, uh, where they had costumes for a different TV show that they, they could use for an episode, so they wrote a plot to use... Most likely. ...the costumes and perhaps even sets from other shows. Uh, so I feel like that's why this one is kind of here. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lofty idea, so maybe they can do something with it. Uh, but, of course, it's all about trying to figure out what went wrong, getting to this guy, what's his name? Uh, Gil. John Gill is the uh, is the character who came here uh, years before. He's a Führer. So, again, not yes. subtle. That's the... No, no, no. This is, this is full-on Nazi imagery, iconography, you know, like, names, the lot. Oh, yeah, the symbols all over the place, the... Uh, the outfits, everything. There's nothing about it that's holding back. They're just calling them Nazis. Yeah. In fact, when I... I've got the page up, but I just I happened to notice a little section at the bottom about uh, how, it, in Germany, this wasn't aired originally <laughs> in the 60s. They did not feel I, comfortable with it. I'm surprised. Even now, Germany is very, very strict on what you can show with these oh, yeah. images. I, I mean, like a lot of you know, video games from the last year, the, the Wolfenstein games, that got edited so that it wasn't showing all the stuff. Yeah, and obviously they do have examples of it. They've made, but it took them a long time before they themselves made anything that had any any type of movie, let's say, with about Nazis. Like it didn't. Like I remember Downfall came out in like two thousand four, which is you know the, the the movie about Hitler's last like day or so. Um, like that was like I don't know if it was the first, but it was definitely like one of the first big examples. And that yeah. was you know that was post two thousand. <laughs> Where they started doing that. It took them a while to feel comfortable enough. Okay, let's start exploring this uh, in cinema or whatever. Uh, and I don't I don't blame them. <laughs> like, by all means, yeah. Uh, interestingly, this episode did not air on TV in Germany until 1995. And it was a cable channel. 
It didn't air on free TV until sometime 2015 or something like that. So, Connor's holding back hiccups. Uh, Connor has chronic hiccups, by the way. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, just in that, case... that one also played as the shock of the, the of how long it took them. To oh, sure. <laughs> I, just, I feel like people who have been watching us for a long time or listening to us for a long time know that you have chronic hiccups and just ignore it. But I forget that every so often we'll have new people who just discover us and they'll be like... Man, this guy's really rude. He keeps making hiccup noises. Like, what's wrong with him? No, he has. It's a. It's a. It's a, condi- it's a stupid condition, but it's a condition. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> it's not. It's not even like dangerous or harmful or like. Oh, he's he's got it, months it to live. It's me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah. So Kirk Spock get out of the planet. Uh, and they end up having, they even steal uniforms and they're dressed as Nazis for half the episode. It's, you know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And they're trying to, like, get get to the, the underground, they meet the underground, you know, resistance from Xenon and they, they do all these other things. Uh, that's the episode. So I, I guess I'll ask the question. Connor, did you enjoy Patterns of Force? I have no idea how I feel about this one. <laughs> it's all over. Like, there are things where I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. And there are other points where I'm like, what? Earth is happening here. I think what gets me is at the end. So just just to explain the plot, so I can make my point here. So they, they meet up with the resistance. They find out that some of the Nazi officers are actually part of the resistance. They are you know undercover, uh, mm. particularly this this uh, this woman, um, Daris, I think her name is. Um, she she's undercover. She's part of the regime, and they eventually get to. Uh, the Führer, uh, this Gil fellow, and it turns out that he's actually just deeply medicated and he's not really in control anymore, and this other guy, Malikon, is basically taking over, and he's the one calling all the shots now, and Spock does a bit of a mind meld, and McCoy's pumping him full of drugs, and they get enough answers out of him to basically explain that he basically decided to sort of model them after Nazi Germany because regardless of what they did, they were a very efficient society i mean that's technically true T- technically it's true yes uh well, I get that kind of worms in a minute i, I just want to get to the, yeah, the point yeah. i was going to make so and but now now he finds out okay this other guy's taking over they're starting a war they're going to do a holocaust all these things that's a really good sense we're going to do a holocaust <laughs> uh, <laughs> um oh, and Spock inf- or Kirk informs him that no, that's uh, this is all happening now. So he gets enough energy to go back on TV because he's been like, announcing things over the TV, and he's like, "Hey, this guy's taken over. He's a traitor. Uh, no more bloodshed. None of this." And he basically, you know, tells him all to stop this nonsense. Mm. So my biggest problem with the episode, honestly, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you could arguably have problems with in this episode, but I think the biggest problem I have is that immediately after this, when they come, so the, the guy who took over. Um, Malik, I can't say Malikith from from Thor. <laughs> Malikin. Why would you even remember his name? <laughs> because I also read him in the comics. It's not like I just know him from that mm. stupid movie. Uh, he 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 tries to he assassinates him. Actually, he assassinates the the, the Fuhrer Gil, and then he gets shot down by the resistance. And then immediately, the sort of the next in command, like the next two guys in command of the entire Nazi regime on this planet, go. No, we've understood. We're going to stop the bloodshed and do oh, away with our ways. That's what the Fuhrer says, then, and that's what, the, that's what we'll do. And I'm like, what? You're just going to give it all up like that? I, like- I think it's supposed to be saying that's how... you Because know, the, the point at the end is this whole, you know, the, the one leader system. You know, like the ultimate ruler. 
And it's like, no, whatever he says goes, regardless of whether it's good or bad. I think, and and they're like, well, that's what he said, so that's what we'll do. And it's supposed to be showing how malleable the people are for this, and how they just kind of go along with it. I get but, that. I don't know if I find that no, as believable. No, me either. <laughs> At the very least, I expect them to go, Wait, why is he telling us to do something completely different now? What's happening? You know, be it, confused. Be have hesitation or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. But they just immediately are like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But we'll just do exactly what you just said, and everything's fine. You saved, you saved the planet. Uh, we're no longer, no longer going to kill the other planet, and we're going to work together to, you know, improve our lives in society. Blah 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 blah. The end. That is basically how it ends. It, it wraps up so he they solved the Nazi Germany problem in about ten minutes. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. In real life, it took a lot more effort than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way of putting it. And you can't even argue that they use like fancy future technology to do it. They don't. They no, don't. no, they don't. Not this time. Uh, no, it's, it's just you know convincing the leader. I mean, you should try to go back and convince Hitler. Oh, babe, calm down now, son. You, you've went a bit far. Yeah, to be fair, though, <laughs> the point is here that unlike Hitler, this guy wasn't evil. He wasn't. Although I think it says something that watching this in 2018, up until you find out why he like that it wasn't quite like what he was doing. Like before that, when you just sort of land and you realise, wait a minute, the, the Starfleet guy turned a you know a planet into into a Nazi regime. All I can think was, yeah, suddenly finding out someone you thought was okay as a Nazi that seems very relatable in 2018 <laughs> somehow. I, I, like... Do you know something else that I thought was really strangely relatable? Mm-hmm. There's the bit where he's giving the speech on the on the prompter and you know he's on the tv oh, i feel like we're getting a like, joke here like, yeah pretty much and they're like these sentences make no sense this, this speech has no structure he's just saying things i was like that that is scarily familiar today oh dear uh i mean i'll give it credit that the things that it's hitting on are still relevant like this it's not a dumb episode in that sense i would argue that it's an ill-advised episode <laughs> Yeah, I think Star Trek benefits from the shield of science fiction of just even when it's really obvious stand-ins for things, it benefits from that. Yeah, sci- sci-fi or fantasy use other things to represent what you're talking about, and I think that just makes it a bit more comfortable. I feel like there there is almost a thing here where you're you're using uh, this awful real thing for for entertainment purposes. Which isn't necessarily inherently bad. I mean, you mentioned Wolfenstein earlier. I'm, I'm all for Wolfenstein. But, um, like, you know, Wolfenstein is purely just about, you know... Killing, killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. Yeah, yeah. We can all get behind killing Nazis. However, here it's really murky because they, they also, like, they have lines about saying, oh, here were the good parts of Nazi Germany. Here were, here were the, the things they did right. It's crazy that this was, like, 20 years after... Yeah, it is. It's just after, it's, it's just over twenty years after the the end of the Second World War. It's insane that this was this was fine at the time, even for the West. It's madness. Well, I mean, Germany's in the West, but you know, what I mean, Western West. Yeah, yeah. G- Germany aside, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it baffles me. This this is over how I don't I don't know how I feel about this because it's not inherently a bad episode. It doesn't do a lot of things that I go. No, no, this is bad. Oh no, I think I think the resolution is rushed, and I'd criticize it for that. I feel like the the actual tension uh, throughout the episode is pretty decent for the most part. Although I will say, I think they they dress up and dress back down and dress up again a few too many times. I was starting to feel this sort of like slingshot of 
Like, oh, yeah. we've, we're in disguise. Oh, we've been caught. Now we're back out of disguise. And then, did they ever actually explain why the the, the, the jailer guy doesn't recognise them when he sees them again at the? No, no, because no, because this is the thing. I thought they were going to because this because Kirk turns to Spock and says, "Can you think of any reason why I didn't just recognise us?" And I'm like, "Oh, so that's not a plot hole. That's like something to point out." Okay, they're going to go into why that is. They're setting that up as a mystery, and then it's never brought up again. And I'm like, "You all you did was point out the plot hole and nothing else." Oh, no. I know. I don't understand. Uh, I will say this has one of the best reactions. Ever. I can't remember what the line was. It's when Kirk's going to put on his uniform for the first time. Mm. And Spock says something, and Kirk just turns and gives him oh, this glare. He, he says uh, the uniform suits him or something like that. That's it, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you make, you make, oh, no, he says, you, you, you make a good Nazi. <laughs> and he turns and he just goes, what? What? <laughs> Smart, calm down there. Calm down. That, that's that. I need that gif. I need to find it because that is the best reaction that um, the show has had yet. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure it does. I just need to figure out what to search. I'm Help sure. me out, comment section. Um. Oh dear. I. It, it's weird. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is so straight. It's it's a really surreal episode. I feel like it was just a, a weird idea. That came about, again, because they had these costumes lying around. Although maybe, you know, at least rip off the swastika. Just, you know, maybe do uh, that. I, I did notice on their uniforms, at least. or I, I really noticed it on Spock's that it wasn't on there. Uh, Kirk did have one for a lot Kirk, of the episode. Kirk did, okay. I, I know Spock didn't, because he, he was the first one to put one on. I was like, hmm, convenient how his doesn't have one, isn't it? I, I know this because... Um, well, to be fair, those those types of uniforms didn't have them. Like no, I know, seen, but it was anyway, just you but, know because like, we'd seen them yeah. immediately, and then it was okay, Spock uniform, and it was like okay, one without one. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But Kirk definitely has one, and I know that for sure because when I was doing the thumbnail, I was specifically avoiding ones with the swastika uh, on display just for good, good choice because YouTube will slash this video really hard if you do that. Yeah, so I, I was just making sure there was none of that on show uh, for obvious reasons, and uh, but. <laughs> just I don't, I don't like I feel like do you know what the fact is, is I feel like it's actually oddly more sensitive now maybe that it even I mean I, I mean I don't know I mean I wasn't alive in 67 68 when this aired like, so I, I can't yeah <laughs> I can't comment too much to the feeling at the time uh, but I feel like had I watched this like 10 15 years ago it wouldn't have felt as weird but now post 2017 it feels a little bit weird again it does, doesn't it? Because I think for a long time it kind of felt like, no, we were done with them, we beat them, it's fine, they're just a joke that, now, they're a punchline for e- everyone. Even like five years ago, I don't think I even thought twice watching this. Not really. They're a punchline now to be laughed at, we kill them in video games, that's it. That's all. That's what they are now. Uh, they're those crappy generic villains that we don't mind seeing get blown up or whatever in a movie. Like That's what they are. And, but, you know, after 2017, and it's like, oh, but now we kind of have to deal with these assholes again. Not in the exact same way, but, like, we're thinking about it again. And yeah. it, it makes you want to take it less as a joke than you maybe would have before. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that makes the episode a little bit murky in that sense. I don't... I can't say it's terrible, though. Like, the, the, no, well, that's the thing, because technically, like, okay, yeah, there's, there's a plot hole, the ending's a bit rushed, but technically speaking, it's not a bad episode. It's just... It's just strange, surreal, and just makes for uh, an almost, almost uncomfortable watching experience. It's not quite because it's got this layer of just trickiness. Yeah, 
Actually, yeah. I'll tell you what I was disappointed in. See, see when McCoy was about to beam down because they needed these, you know, expertise. And Uhura, maybe Chekhov, whoever's on the comms at the time and they're talking to him, talking to Kirk, they're like, oh, McCoy's delayed, he's having trouble with his outfit. And when he beamed down, I thought it was going to be because he didn't want to wear a Nazi outfit and he was going to complain that he had to wear this. That's it, because Kirk's like, I don't give a damn. If, if you send him down naked, just send him down now. And he immediately starts beaming. I thought he was going to be just only like half-dressed or something. Yeah, it turns out that his shoe doesn't fit, but like I was really hoping he was going to complain that he had to wear this. Like, you know, Have someone be offended that they had to... Yeah, no, they all just get on with it. Because I, I actually speak for, from an odd bit of experience here. Not, not that I had to wear something myself, but uh, if you if you don't know, I, I did like you know television and film. Uh, so I, I made short movies and stuff uh, in university, and not my film, but someone else in the class wanted to make something set in World War Two. There was a character <laughs> dressed as a Nazi soldier, and this is the funny thing: I would I would not agree to this now. Again, post twenty seventeen, there's no way I'd agree to you, this. You don't want photographic image of that, right? But I, at one point, was standing in public. I mean, I was the camera guy. Like, I wasn't like doing anything particularly suspicious. But there was someone in front of me <laughs> dressed in a Nazi outfit. It's weird because it's like I, I get it. You're acting. You. This is you know yeah. films for for decades at this point, and TV have been doing this. But it's still just weird now, isn't it? Again. That said, though, the, the, there was one old couple who walked past and g- gave us a stare that I don't think I'll ever get out of my head. <laughs> I don't yeah, think yeah, I'll yeah. ever get that the, out of my the head. The cameras kind of give it away, don't they? The cameras, no, the cameras give it away. But I, I think when actual film productions are making these things, they they put a perimeter up. They have security. It's a, it's very clear. It's a big production, so it's very obvious. This is yeah. professional. And secondly, like yeah, no one will get too close to it where they can actually yeah, of course, be thinking. Uh, so. So that was going through my head during this, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> how, how I would not agree to be on that shoot now. That's, that's not to say you shouldn't do it if you've got a great idea for a movie, and it happens to be filled with, with Nazis. But do you it properly. You should still try and make it. Oh yeah, but d- d- don't just gorilla it on the street without any permission or permits. Or if you do, just be ready. <laughs> be ready? <laughs> be ready for what? <laughs> Well, I don't know. You you might get some people try and punch you these days. I don't blame them. I, no, I don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're going to do it, be prepared for someone to try and punch you. So, yeah. So, that, so that was running through my head. Uh, that uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of weird, all these actors having to dress up as this. Because I imagine it always feels uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I have to imagine, especially speaking of downfall, the, the German film, like, I have to imagine them having to dress up as that felt extremely uncomfortable. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it did. Uh but you, know, you get into your role and all the rest of it. Um, your job, basically. Aye. That's making a bit light of it, though. Uh, just because they're actors doesn't mean they're not allowed to feel uncomfortable with certain roles. No, I don't think they can feel uncomfortable, but I'm saying they, they always just kind of they, they, they get on with it. Uh, sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, so weird episode in that sense. <laughs> um, yeah. odd, oddly more uncomfortable... 2018, 2017, than it would have been maybe just in 2012, say. Yeah, definitely. But hey, I don't suppose you can fault it too much for that. Like, it's, cause 
It's not really its fault, is it? Here, here's, well, here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't necessarily think they should have used the actual imagery because it actually raises more. Because th- when they set up at the end that, uh, oh, he started with some fascist ideas because it was efficient to, to sort of set up what this place was. They didn't really have to use the actual imagery. Like, they they could have said, no, he used the ideas of a fascism uh, or a fascist. Uh, well, that's the thing. We've seen that already a few times on Star Trek. You know, the, the, the stand-ins for Nazi Germany. We've seen it. Yeah. At least three or four times. But I feel like all you have to do is have the fascist regime, have it clearly represent it. And I know we've said that already, but I'm just I'm saying in the context of how it actually happens, the idea that this other person takes over and kind of makes it more like it actually was and actually strives it to a proper fascist regime. Like, technically speaking, if someone else took over, I mean, let's say the symbol was never there, let's say the swastika was never involved when, when Gill was just sort of using the ideas of a fascist society. This new guy taking over like shouldn't have went to that symbol. It should have, you know, maybe he had his own symbol or like something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like do something like that. Say it's clearly okay. That's what he tried to do. I think it's harder to swallow when it ended up having everything look exactly the same. Now again, it's because the outfits were from a different TV show. I get it. Like I know there's a logistics reasons for it. Take off the armband. Put something else on. <laughs> like, yeah, make 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 your own armbands. It's not much to ask, is it? Make up a different name. Call them. I don't know, pretzels or something, I don't know. Uh, That's what you go to, pretzels. Well, because I had a Z in it, like Nazi. I just, the first word I thought of with a Z in the middle was pretzel. I, I, I can't argue with that. Your, your logic is flawless. <laughs> you know, so what, I don't think there are that many word, words with Z in the middle. Uh, yeah, because even something like crazy, it's like the second last letter, so I wouldn't... You know, you want something it's not in the middle, is it? Yeah, don't know. Uh, what a weird. I mean, hell, I suppose technically Nazis did Zeds. That's only four yeah, layers. Yeah, but that's only four. So it's still like as close to the middle as you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the middle syllable, if you will. Or no, there's only two syllables. But you know, you get, you know what I mean. Yeah, you you, you, I mean, you're, you're making this worse. <sighs> well, this episode made everything worse. Like, what, what? Yeah, yeah. I think this episode might have fried our brains a little. I... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, uh, back to normalcy next week. <laughs> possibly. Uh, I enjoyed the, some of the comedy with, um, like, Kirk, Kirk, Spock does this fancy thing with the, the the transmitters in the wrists, which, by the way, they've never had before. This idea, oh, just in case the transmitters don't work, we'll put like a, a you know something in your skin in your wrist that'll yeah be I a think backup. I don't think it was so they could communicate, though. I think it was just so, okay, if we can't get a hold of you, we know where you are so we can lock onto you and bring you back. Oh, sure, sure. But instead of I that being... Like, like, they should have that in them at all times, so... Yeah, that was, that was weird that they never used them before. Because how many times have they had this pro- tr- trouble? With I know, where, that, where... Honestly, that should be in you know Starfleet Regulations 101. Yeah, how many, how many episodes would the episode be completely null and void because they could be beamed out of the situation at any point because they had these trackers? About fifty percent, probably. But uh, the comedy of like, so, so Spock takes them both out the wrists. In fact, the other guy in the other cell thinks they're killing themselves because <laughs> they're cutting into the wrists, uh, which I thought was an oddly dark joke for Star Trek. I was like, oh, that's kind of. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of dark joke for Star Trek. Um, but he, he basically uses the light bulb with these two transmitter things to like make a laser. I, I mean, Star Trek science. Sure, why whatever. not? 
But the scene's entertaining because it's up quite high, so Spock's like, I'll need some sort of platform, and Kirk's like, well, uh, I'd be honoured, Mr. Spock, and he's sort of like, and, do you know what, I thought he was just going to like get on all fours so he could stand on his back, instead he had this really, there was like a, an awkward like two minute scene of Spock trying to find the best well, way. Well, that's because at first when he crouched down, I thought he was going to, you know, you give him a hand. Yeah. So they can, you know, give, give him a leg up like that. I thought he was going to do that and just kind of hold him up a bit, but then, No. Just climbs it, around on him. Instead, while they're both topless, we get this extremely homoerotic scene of them kind of cuddling each other and trying to like figure out the best way of doing this. And I'm like, there, there was like two easier ways to do this, at least. <laughs> yeah. Do you want know something I appreciate about this? Because obviously, uh, I mean, we, we're used to seeing Kirk topless. We see it all the time. Oh sure. Spock when he's topless, you know, they've obviously been like whipped or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're green. Ah, he's green he's blood. Got, yeah. yeah he's green. I thought it was nice that they actually just you know paid attention enough for that yeah i remembered that no, i was i was a nice touch but no this is this is quite funny because uh I, like kirk's telling me hurry up but when he says something that spock doesn't quite understand like a, a metaphor or something because he mentions uh hit, hit, hit the side of a barn door yeah yeah if you, if you don't if you, you know the aiming may be bad enough you'll just hit a barn or something like that um and instead of like continuing he just spock just sort of stops and goes why would I try to aim for such a structure as that? And Kirk's like, just hurry up, Spock, just hurry up. He's like, you're just, you know, he's struggling with the yeah. pain. And, and even before that, you've got, you know, when they're making the, the device, I'll say, you know, the, the, the crystals with the metal bar, it's like, it's got to be exactly 27.2 millimetres or this won't work. And he, he kind of goes, yeah, I think that's about 27.2. Yeah, <laughs> roughly speaking, of course. Yeah, because decimal <laughs> points in a millimetre is easy to... <laughs> and he, he's like measuring it against his finger going... Yeah, I reckon that's about right. <laughs> and Kirk's just like, yeah, cool, sure it is. Oh dear. Um, there's only like, like, there's there's genuinely good things in this episode. It just it's baffling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and like I say, the the message at the end's quite murky because like they get back in the ship and. They're talking about what happened, and Kirk's like, "Well, the problem was that that's Germany wasn't wasn't who they were in of themselves." Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that their leaders were evil, although of course they were evil. He yeah, does say that it was just the idea of absolute power. And don't get me wrong, I think there's definitely a valid point to make that absolute power corrupts. It does. I think it's the wrong thing to say when you're talking about Nazi Germany, though, because Hitler was already evil long before he got absolute power. <laughs> yeah. Has I, he didn't he didn't gradually grow evil once he came to power. He he was gunning for the evil stuff it, all the whole he was, time yes, exactly. yeah. so so that does not work as a as a discussion point for nazi germany no he, he went for power to enact the evil shit yeah so so that conversation doesn't work with with what really happened so so that that's murky even though the joke afterwards where kirk's like oh let's not start another civil war you know whilst uh mccoy and spock are bickering with each other yeah yeah, yeah. oh this is such a strange episode it's a murky one. It's not a bad episode. It's not a great episode. There's some good it's, ideas. It's, a, but it's an interesting episode, that's for sure. It is, yeah. Uh, but here you go. That That's uh, that's uh, Patterns of Force. Uh, <laughs> episode 21. So we'll be back next time uh, with whatever the next episode is. <laughs> Real professional. Are you checking what the next one is? Yeah, uh, by any other name. Is the name of the next episode. I've never actually told you that at the end of one of these, that the next no, one's... No, no, I was like, well, that's what I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, maybe I'll start doing it. The next one's by any other name. Ah, you'll forget next week. Joe, it's funny, actually. Um, 
For, for, for Patreon, I, I do uh, Buffy commentary tracks for the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of course. Uh, and at the end of every episode, I always sort of say, oh, next time it'll be this episode. And I've just been doing it from memory because I just know what they are. <laughs> just because I just know them, right? Uh, this week was the first time I second-guessed myself as to which one was next. Because like, it could have been one of two. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I've, I've been doing so well up until this point. You're a disgrace. But obviously, I don't know what all the Star Trek episodes are off by heart. <laughs> like, Well, got time to get memorising. Oh yeah, all 20 plus seasons of all the various Star Trek shows. Yeah, I ah, get... You'll need to memorise a season at a time. <laughs> true, true. I'll, I'll just memorise what the next one is before we start recording. I'll just I'll sound impressive every week. I'll be like, yeah, yeah next one's given this. Given that you often check the title of what this episode was 20 seconds before we start. I mean, hell, this week you forgot what episode number it was. It's because I'm usually on the IMDb page, but I had it on the Wikipedia page for the planet names because I knew I'd forget them. But it means the number wasn't in front of me. It usually, usually it's in front of me. It's not that I remember. See, that's my point. The number has to be in front of you. You think you're going to remember from? You're going to look before the episode, and then you know, twenty odd minutes later, go, "Oh, it's this next," without checking. That's possible. Unlikely, but uh, yes, possible. Hey, unlikely, improbable, but never impossible. And I just quoted the Super Mario Brothers movie, of all things. <laughs> I, I, I think we might be done. I think we are done. Uh, I love the opening to that movie, by the way. The, the, it's awful. The, the, the narrator basically explaining dinosaurs. Like, but what if they survived? What if they found a way to come back? <laughs> and it just comes up with the title, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Why are we talking about that <laughs> Oh. and a thick Brooklyn accent no less because that's what you think of when you think of Super Mario Bros I've got two more things to record with this prick after this and he's going to buy <laughs> Super Mario Bros that has been Star Trek let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below and stuff like and subscribe all the usual jazz uh, get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here head over to patreon.com slash TV. you get these Star Trek reviews will be currently at the dollar tier by the way uh There'll be a link to the Patreon in the description, as well as some other useful things. Uh, but otherwise, that is, that is us. So, thank you <laughs> once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>